the demand. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. One of uh, many, many treasure trove of iconic calls from Vin Scully through the years. That one, the one I think a lot of people will uh, uh, remember and it resonates with them. The Kirk Gibson home run, uh, walk-off home run, won the World Series. I can remember where I was was when I uh, saw and heard that home run. Me too. I was yeah. watching that with my grandfather in Copper's Cove. That's cool. Was, that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty amazing because the guy who – well, we need to get to our guest, but yeah. who was the uh, ace closer? Was it Dennis Eckersley? Dennis Eckersley. Yeah. And he had been absolutely unhittable that right. entire year. And, Just great. And Gibson limping out there and hits the home run. How dramatic is that? Again, made all the more better by the call from the uh, now late, great Vin Scully. Let's talk about that. Welcome in our good friend, Deb Carson, Baylor grad, Fox Sports Radio in Los Angeles. Deb, welcome, and thanks for being on with us. Hi, John. My pleasure. It is a, um, it is a day full of tributes here in Los Angeles, as you can imagine. Uh, Vin Scully, an icon, not just here in Los Angeles, obviously throughout the world of, of sports, but he's been the the soundtrack, <clears throat> excuse me, soundtrack of Major League Baseball for you know all of my lifetime, obviously, and provided some of the most iconic uh, plays, as you just mentioned, you know the the Kirk Gibson home run, Bill Buckner's error yeah. in the 1986 World Series, one of my least favorite plays of all time was of <laughs> course the catch, you know, with the Cowboys and the 49ers, right. Um, but I would say, um, honestly, one of my favorite, and I, I did not hear it live um, because I, I wasn't listening at the time, but, uh, you know, as a little kid when, of course, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's yeah. home run record, um, Vin just had such a gift for storytelling, but also for pointing out the importance of a moment and how poignant it was that uh, I, I think he said, you know, a black man in the deep South is getting a standing ovation for breaking one of the most iconic records in sports. Um, he was, he was brilliant. And Vin was a lovely person. And, um, and, you know, you've had a, a very long career as well. It's never, never been my recollection to have somebody who's had such a long career in Mr. Scully and such a long life of nearly a century. I've never heard one person say anything bad about him he mm. he was a lovely man yeah we said that earlier uh we you know we're we're a distance away you're much closer but have never heard one bad thing said about him you would you would say that same story right absolutely absolutely um i had you know a few encounters with him one was um at an event he was being honored by the college baseball hall of fame he played baseball at fordham mm-hmm. which is a little known fact um, but also I was part of an organization. I'm on the board of a, a group called the Southern California Sports Broadcasters. And 
then, of course, you know, was the perennial winner of, of the, <laughs> the call of the year or, the, you know, best broadcaster. <laughs> and, and, of course, we have named the, um, the Lifetime Achievement Award as the Vin Scully Lifetime Achievement Award. And, and he was always lovely there in a room full of people, made time for everybody. And I feel sure that everybody felt the same as I did when he was talking to you. He made you feel like you were, you know, the only and the most important person in the room. Wow. He was just a, a lovely, authentic man. He was genuinely, genuinely a very nice man, wasn't he? Absolutely. I've, uh, In fact, I, I was listening earlier today, and there was a woman who, um, I think she's 103 now, but mm. I, I guess she was 100 when, um, she must be older than that now, but she said, um, they, her, her kids brought her up to the booth and the Dodgers of course arranged it. She went up to the booth to meet him on her 100th birthday mm. and she got a handwritten note in the mail like a week later, oh. you know, congratulating her again on her 100th birthday and how nice it was to, to meet her basically from Mr. Scully. So. Wow. That's a great story. Very sweet man. That's a great yeah. story. What's uh, what's it like in L.A. today? And uh, it, do you feel that this is you know not just a loss for Los Angeles and the Dodgers, but nationwide? I mean, I, I think everyone. We're in Waco, and we feel it. You know, really deeply here. Of course, no. I, I think you're right. I think uh, throughout the sports world, uh, it's it's a huge loss because. Obviously, at 94 years old, it wasn't completely unexpected. But still, when somebody is such a giant of a a man as a person, and also just a a giant in the industry in which he has worked for, you know, again, nearly seven centuries, uh, excuse me, seven decades, not seven centuries. (laughs) um, You know, he um, a couple of things stand out to me, and I mean, he's He's one of the only play-by-play announcers that I recall, especially in recent years, to do games by himself right. in the booth. He, did, he didn't have a color analyst. He did everything by himself. And he, um, for me, of course, he was a master of the X's and the O's. But what made Vin special to me as a broadcaster was his ability to be relatable while sharing knowledge, you know, encyclopedic knowledge, essentially, about not just the game, but compelling stories while he was weaving, you know, the balls and strikes throughout the story. Right, I mean, right. one that stands out for me personally was I remember I was on the air. I can't tell you exactly what year it was, but it was June 6th, obviously, because it was D-Day. Mm-hmm. But there was I can't remember if when I left the studio um, from my on-air shift, there was either an NBA finals game on or uh, a Stanley Cup final game on. But there was some, you know, a game of importance in one of those two sports. And my intention, of course, was as soon as I got home to turn the um, the game on, to watch the game. Well, I got in my car, and my car was almost always on 570. AM 570 is the local affiliate for Fox Sports Radio in right. Los Angeles. Right. Uh, and that's also the Dodgers sta- uh, station. And so it was still on from when I, I came into work, and Vin was on and calling it a Dodgers game. And as I'm you know pulling out of the parking garage, Vin starts talking about – well, you know, for all of you youngsters out there, or for all of you who may not be history buffs, today is D-Day. And he starts going into this story, you know, re, um, recreating basically for us, the audience, very vividly, the story of D-Day. And, and you know, in between, of course, the story, he's saying, okay, and, you know, and that's, you know, strike three, Kershaw with a 6K of the game. And back to, back to D-Day. And he'd continue, you know, talking about D-Day. Well, my commute home was only five minutes, 
I sat in my car for the rest of that half inning to listen, thinking he was going to wrap it up. Well, he doesn't wrap up the whole story. And he said, okay, we're going to go to commercial break and we'll be back in just a moment and I'll finish the story. So I rush inside, (laughs) turn on my radio so that I can hear the rest of the story, which of course was very, it was was tear evoking. I mean, the way he told it. And of course, when you think about the lives lost and, um, and the significance of that day in World War II. Um, so by the time he finishes the story, I'd completely forgotten about the NHL or the NBA <laughs> game. So I'm doing whatever I need to do around the house. My husband, Chris, comes home and he says, I can't believe you're not watching the game. And I completely had gotten so consumed with what Vin was telling, the story he was telling, that I I lost track of what I had intended to do. (laughs) That's the kind of storyteller he was. And that's not the only time, you know, I'm sure there are dozens of people or hundreds of people who probably have had the same reaction to, uh, to other stories he's called. And this is, you know, a guy calling a baseball game, basically he's educating and make you, making you feel something about history. And, and of course he told so many great stories about players who had come up and their history, whether they had escaped Cuba or, um, they had lost, you know, they overcame childhood cancer or, you know, he, he was such a great storyteller. And and honestly, I think in sports radio and sports media, the term goat is just so overused. Uh, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it, too. But I truly believe, John, that Vin Scully was the goat when it came to broadcasting. And I don't know who would argue with that, you know, in, in a field where there is uh, there are so many great broadcasters around the country. And that's just here in America. There are great ones around the world. But I don't think you'd get an argument from anybody, would you, that he is the best mm-hmm. of all time, not just baseball announcer, but maybe the best broadcaster of all time. I uh, honestly, I believe so. Um, and, and again, I realize that I'm, you know, during the time we're we're living, I mean, that's. I have obviously there are a lot of great broadcasters, including yourself, by the way. There are, there are a lot. <laughs> Not of in that category. <laughs> well, but but there will be people who um, who who do say a lot of the same things about you that they've they've said about Vin as well. I mean, one of the things to me that's poignant that puts him in the goat category. Um, I've heard so many people today talking about hearing Vin made them feel like home. You know, whether they had been off on a trip and they got back home and they turn on the radio and they were, you know, literally home in Los Angeles or they were somebody who was going through something horrible in their life and they were going through depression. They turn on the radio and they felt like home. He was such the touchstone for so many people here in L.A. and also uh, across the, the country and across the world. You know, obviously, he's he's most synonymous with the Dodgers, but, you know, People forget he did do play-by-play for the 49ers and for the NFL for right. a lot of years. Right, right. And golf, PGA. Um, yeah. And golf, exactly. And I believe, and I, I can't remember what the number was. Uh, I think it's 28. I think he's called more World Series than any other broadcaster. I, I saw that. I did hear that this um, morning. I 25, I think, was the number. 20 no-hitters during his career. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But think about think about the, the history of baseball, too, that he covered. He started with the Dodgers in Brooklyn in 1950 and didn't retire until just a few years ago. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Don Larson and Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and, and obviously in this day and age, Clayton Kershaw and – uh, and so many greats. It's just, um, 
and, and I think I did hear there are only a handful of guys, which this kind of blows my mind, and it talks about how many people switch teams nowadays, but yeah. um, there are only a handful of current Dodgers who were were playing on the Dodgers when Vin called his last game, which kind of wow, really? blows my mind, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's great. Well, it's perfect to have you on, uh, and I appreciate your time this afternoon. How was lunch with uh, Professor Brian Elliott today? He is oh, he's great. That's fun. Best. In fact, he's still sitting in there. I saw the clock. I said, you know what? I need to go hop in my car to oh, talk nice. to John yeah, yeah. for just a few minutes. I'll go back in and finish myself. <laughs> well, giving my apologies <laughs> for interrupting lunch, no, but that's fun. It's a, it's a great Baylor day for you. And uh, you you and Chris, y'all need to come see us. So pick out a game and come our way at some point. Well, we are planning uh, planning on it. And Chase, uh, my daughter, is now a, an avid Bears fan. Nice. She had the best time when we were in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. And nice. she is, uh, I, I'm hoping she's a bear for life. But that, she had the best time. So we'll see you this, this fall sometime. That's great. That's great. I'm glad uh, you got her started down the right path to be a Baylor Bear <laughs> down the road. Parents. Deb, uh, be careful, and thanks again for your time. Great to visit with you. I will. My pleasure. Have a good day. You You too. Thanks. Deb Carson, Fox Sports Radio, Baylor grad. And uh, so we interrupted her lunch (laughs) with Brian Elliott. Uh, She came out to her car, she said, to do the interview with us, now going back into lunch. So, Brian, I apologize for that. But great perspective there from someone who has lived and worked in the L.A. market at a very high level KTLA, again, is the uh, flagship station for the Dodgers and the really the flagship station for Fox Sports Radio in Los Angeles. So that is uh, her place of work, and she just does a tremendous, tremendous job. And great to visit with her uh, today on the passing of Vin Scully.